everyone. Pastor Scott here along with Tommy and, and Pastor Don. Good to have you guys with us today. This is deeper. Yes. It's deeper because it's Wednesday and it's noon and we're going deeper. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Happy New Year. So, Pastor Don, you went away for, oh, and I forgot, we need to say hi to the folks listening to the podcast as well. Our podcast is called Good News from Good Sam. Yes. And, and you can uh, find it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And if excellent. you don't listen to a favorite podcast you and you're like, what is that? <laughs> you can just go to our website at goodsamlv.com and there it is linked on there. Excellent. Yeah. And Karen, nice to see you joining nice us from Karen. Michigan. Oh, that's that's awesome. excellent. So, yeah. Anyway, Pastor Don, you were uh, skiing in Lake Tahoe. I was. I was. Was there it any was, snow there? It was. Uh, no, no. It was bare bones. Actually, it was so awesome. South Lake Tahoe, we got there just in time for snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. It was great. Most snow that they had seen up there at one time in 50 years. And we got in there just before the snow came. And then we got to stay through the entire uh, snowmageddon drama. Um, they ran out of gas at gas stations. I thought we may not see you until July, like yes. when the snow melted. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. I heard they had like a, some infrastructure problems too, like Wi-Fi and things like yep. that. Weren't, they yep. weren't able to keep up with it. You know, it it's funny good. because we think about, you know, the news amplifies all these things. And, you know, and there's a couple wrecks here and there and there's a semi-jackknife, but Everybody just kind of went about their business. The vast majority of people were just fine. And so they didn't drive as much because there wasn't gas, and they just stayed in their homes and stayed warm. And I I know the news loves to amplify all the the drama of all of it, but we had a great time, and everybody was fine. Especially the people that live in that area. I mean, sure, it was a major storm for them, but they're kind of used to that, you know. Now, if it happened in Vegas, we'd be in trouble. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Paralyze the city. All right, enough of the weather reports. (laughs) Let's go deeper. So this past Sunday, and if you didn't see the message, you can go to our website Mm -hmm. and find the archived uh, or the connections to find past messages. Uh, It was kind of what we would call a standalone sermon because this coming week we're starting a sermon series, but I was called Something New in in 22. 22. And because... 21 was no fun. And 21 was no fun. And we're done. We're done with 21. Exactly. Something new in 22. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, we're, thought, we're, getting, we're getting on the run from 21. We're done with 21. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming in today. Um, and so I thought, so what, what do we talk about? You know, what do I talk about last week? Because it was the first Sunday of the new year. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded of a basketball coach by the name of John Wooden. John Wooden. Now, Tommy, this was before you were born. Okay, so he was a basketball coach at UCLA. Wasn't that long ago. Wasn't Wasn't that long ago. Tommy's not that old. Well, exactly. So, I mean, you're what, 17? I'm not that young, you mean? (laughs) 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 That's what you're saying. (laughs) This is a tough crowd. (laughs) Three three kids later, she's not feeling terribly young anymore, I guess. So, So Wooden was the coach at UCLA, and uh, he got some tremendous players coming through there. I mean, they ended up winning 10 national championships. Yeah. Unbelievable. Record that probably never be broken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when the guys would come into practice, the very first practice, he, sa- he would say the same thing each year, which was, we will begin by tying our shoes. Mm-hmm. And some of these you know, players have been the big stars in their high school and all of that, and now they're coming to UCLA to play basketball. And the coach says, we will begin by tying our shoes. 
And the point he made, because obviously, you know, you can tell by looking at me, I'm a big basketball player. You, uh, you still play, don't you? <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> uh, but those who do play, and Pastor Don, you are a basketball player. I am a basketball player. Yes. Uh, he would say you have to learn to put your socks on right mm-hmm. and your tie your shoes because otherwise you're going to get blisters. Yep. And is it fun playing basketball with blisters? Or with shoes that don't fit right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I so he said, we've got to start with the basics. And I thought, you know what? Let's start with the basics going into the new year and kind of set us up, as, if you will, too, for the new sermon series. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to kick off this coming weekend, right. uh, the series Something New in 22, and it, it's talking about how we are new creations in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, let's talk about, even before that then, who is Jesus? I mean, we've just celebrated his birth. And one of the things that I had heard, and I don't remember learning this in seminary, mm-hmm. but St. Nicholas was at what was called the Council of Nicaea in mm-hmm. 325 A.D., far before I was even born, Tommy. Okay. Two years. Two years. <laughs> and one of the things, Constantine, Emperor Constantine of Europe had called 300 bishops together. I didn't know they had that many bishops back then almost as many as we have today, mm-hmm. and called them together because there, there were different, differing opinions on the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And there was a bishop from Egypt named Arius who was arguing that Jesus was not equal with God. Mm. And St. Nicholas, who was from Myra in southwest Turkey, was so angered by the argument. I mean, he went over and slapped him. Really? Yes. The the founder of Santa Claus exactly. went over and he slapped. slapped the other bishop. <laughs> and, and that was just not supposed to happen. Oh, so I'm they sure. actually threw, threw St. Nicholas into uh, jail or confinement until the rest was over. And I was reading that um, uh, they, they they decided not to punish him. They they let him out. They gave gave him back his... Uh, bishop seat, if you will, or title. Told him he had to wear yeah, a red suit yeah, and, red, uh, and find some grow reindeer, white beard. And, <laughs> reindeer and turkey. They banished him to the North Pole. <laughs> but but the thing was, he he said that it w- in his view it was essential. He he couldn't believe that people were arguing against something so essential, mm-hmm. and that just reminded me that. Um, as we get ready to go into the new year, what are these those essential things? Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, we need to kind of remember to tie our spiritual shoelaces mm-hmm. as we as we go into the new year. I like that. A- and just talking about because I, I I think it's easy at Christmas to and I enjoy everything about Christmas, but we can romanticize it to the degree that we just see Jesus as this little Cute baby in a manger, mm-hmm. you know. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just it. There's just so much more. And, um, and, and so, I, in fact, if I may, let me just read a little bit, because we don't talk about the Nicene Creed at all, but I want to read a portion of it. It says in the Nicene Creed, so that's the statement that these bishops agreed to. Right. And it's guided um, Christian churches for a long time to say, this is stuff we believe yeah. in. So for those of you that might not know, there are three different creeds that Christian churches adhere to. Now, mainline churches, Catholics, uh, Lutherans, Methodists, 
they'll spend a little more time with these creeds than like non-denominationals yeah. or Baptists and so forth. But there are three creeds that are available. The one that we often say in church, if you go to church, is the Apostles' Creed. And that is the shortest of the three. The Nicene Creed is the one that's in the middle. Um, and then there's an Athanasian Creed that's basically a small novel. Um, <laughs> and that's why you will, you're very rarely, you're probably not aware of it, and you probably have never said it. But it is the Nicene Creed times about four or five, uh, mm-hmm. where it goes into a lot more detail. And they, they were all written at different times in the history of the church, but they all get us back to what the church the basics of what the church believes. And it was called, you know, church leaders, and they debated, and they yeah. slapped each other, and, <laughs> and they had these long, you know, debates about these types of things. But then that's where these creeds come out of. Yeah, and, and I think even some of our brothers and sisters in Christ who aren't in that mainline group would adhere to this. Oh, sure, group. they would. Yeah, they I just mean, don't repeat right, them very often. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, but in, like in the Nicene Creed, it says, We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence with the Father. And basically what that's saying is is that Jesus wasn't dreamed up later. Mm-hmm. He is God. And, and, and those words, I, my guess would be they're also flowing out of John 1, where it talks about in the beginning was the Word, and the mm-hmm. Word was with God, and the Word was God, God, and the Word became light, and, and all talking about Jesus. And, and so what we understand at Christmas, of course, is that now Jesus, um, through the Holy Spirit, Mary becomes pregnant. Um, Jesus is born as a human, incarnate, um, and, and obviously grows up, goes to the cross to die for your sins and all of our sins. Yep. And, and, you know, on the third day rises uh, from, the, from the tomb. But the point being is that we believe Jesus is God. <laughs> he isn't a guy mm-hmm. who... Had it was a good teacher. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Figured everything out and just did really, really well. Mm-hmm. And never sinned. He was God, true God, and true human at the same time. Right. He wasn't like a Buddha figure. Right. I mean, and nothing wrong with Buddha. Buddha was a very wise man, yes. but no one, even Buddhists, would not say that he was any more than an enlightened, wise man that right. led us to a deeper relationship with the spiritual. Right. We're not saying, you know, so there's some of those things. Very interesting. Someone was asking me, how do you know what are the basic, some of the basic things that separate Christian churches from pseudo-Christian churches. And what I mean by pseudo-Christian churches are churches that have elements of Christian belief, um, but are a little bit more cultish. And I use that word a little bit loosely. Like, say, the Mormon church would be an example. Um, They claim to be Christian, but they're different from all other Christian churches um, by their belief system. But they adhere to Christ. And those two things are exactly what you said. There are two things that separate... Um, what you would call a, a Christian church from a another church that has elements of Christian belief. Um, and that is that Jesus is the only Son of God, right? Not, not a Son of God, which is kind of where the Mormon church falls. He was a very enlightened Son of God, and we can all become like that. A guy who did really well. A guy who yeah. did really well, exactly. Um, so that's it's a little bit simplistic with the Mormon belief system, but that's kind of where it goes. And... The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all equal, all God. Those two elements will distinguish a Christian church from some of these pseudo- 
Christian yeah. churches right. that are out there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we say Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not three gods. It's one God. One God. All and, equal, all God. Yeah, and the way mm-hmm. I, I say it sometimes, revealed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a know. good way to describe it, I think. Um, so, Pastor Jim, uh, I don't know if Pastor Jim's watching. I can't uh, see. Yes, he all is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor Jim, hey, Jim. He, he had some comments about the message, too. And he said, when focusing on the basics, it impressed me, Pastor Jim, on how important the word we is. Uh, so this isn't just a Scott view or a Tommy view or a Pastor Don view, but it's a we kind of view as well. Um, because in the, in the Nicene Creed, the creed itself says, we believe. And that's the church. It's yeah, the, that's awesome. all people who belong to Christ Jesus. It isn't just I believe, it's what we believe. And um, and and Wooden he said started by saying we will begin by learning or learning to tie our shoes, mm-hmm. well, and then his third comment, sorry Tommy oh, was, and so it's not a time to argue about differing individual beliefs, but rather focus on the the common foundational basic belief that Jesus Christ is Lord, is God and is Savior. Well, I think, too, when it says, like, we will begin by tying our shoes and just talking about the faith basics, it's um, a good reminder for everyone to revisit those basics, even if you feel like, I kind of got this under control Mm -hmm. and I know how to do all the faith basics and I already know everything, you know. Um, Not I know everything, but I just kind of know all of the motions of being a Christian and my faith, but it's not just for the people that maybe are still working on that. Versus, right. It's for everybody. Yeah. So it's the we will we begin, you know. Well, the basketball players have to tie their shoes every day. Yeah. Uh, put on the socks right every mm-hmm. day. And, and so I, I would argue so do we, you mm-hmm. know, remembering. I mean, I think of one of my favorite Christmas carols is Oh Come All You Faithful and talking about, I mean, these people bowing down and worshiping. Well, why are they worshiping the baby? Because mm-hmm. he is God. He is the Savior. And uh, Joseph was told by the angel, you're going to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Right. And uh, so it isn't just another baby. Mm-hmm. It's God in flesh. You know, and Jim had a good point. It, Christianity is meant to be communal. Mm-hmm. The whole me and Jesus, me and Jesus. Now, granted, your relationship is a personal relationship with Jesus, but to really strengthen your community, to strengthen your faith, I'm sorry, is, is to be in community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that community can be just a couple of people. It doesn't have to be a, a full church body, but... There is community, whether you're in a small group or you go to worship or you attend uh, deeper. This is all types of those communal, community types of things that um, God put in place because we are meant to be relational. God puts us in place so we can strengthen our faith together. Yeah, And and these are some of the basics. I mean, Jesus didn't establish the church so that we never talk to each other, but but it's the church. It's Mm -hmm. the body of Christ, and that's why it's important to come together and do things together, worship together, help each other, yeah. etc. And it can be a little messy because you put yeah. a bunch of people with strong belief systems together and it can get a little messy. Yeah. Like, democracy is messy. Yeah. Churches can be a little messy, but we are all intended. That's why it's good to cover these basics yeah. um, uh, so that we have a common ground. I, I learned a word. You do not have to remember this, and there won't be a quiz later. <laughs> but it was a word I never forgot from seminary, a Greek word, adiaphora. Mm. And adiaphora is the stuff that isn't essential, if you will, to the, mm. uh, the faith. I mean, what is essential is what we're talking about in understanding who Jesus is. But 
You know, some of us baptize infants, some Christians don't. Um, my professors would say that that isn't something that should separate us, mm. but uh, because we still believe in baptism. Uh, some Christians, Catholic Church, for example, believes that when the priest uh, says the words of institution, this is the body of Christ, this is the blood of Christ, that that wafer and wine become the actual mm-hmm. body and blood mm-hmm. of Christ. We don't believe that. We believe that he's truly present somehow. Right. Can't explain it, mm-hmm. but it's a holy thing for the Catholics. That's how they offer. That's, yeah, well, it, it's different ways of understanding stuff, but not losing track of what really is important. Right. The tying our shoes. Tying our shoes. Having yeah. communion. Yeah. I mean, exactly what happens in communion, you could argue about that. Yeah. But having communion together. Right. Because Jesus said you should do this. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. But, all right, I'm getting... We're getting off track. That's all right, though. All right. We, we do that. That's it's what deeper is for. It's deeper. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions out there? Come on, Donna. Ask us a question. <laughs> there were uh, a couple comments oh. about uh, how important it is to constantly be practicing those faith basics and how you yeah. don't really ever fully, you know, have it figured out, that you always have to be practicing those basics. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things I shared in my message was because, again, Joseph was told by the angel, you should call your son Jesus because he will save uh, his people from their sins and, and I, I threw it out there in the sermon as well as the outline online as well as in person is what do you need saving from because obviously we believe we need saving from our sins mm-hmm. Paul says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God but I think everybody's struggling with stuff everybody's um, dealing with issues or uh, tough situations in life and what I was trying to say is that because Jesus is who he is, what we can do is call him and say, Jesus, I need some saving from this situation I'm in, from my attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it isn't just a one-time thing of, okay, he died on the cross, I believe that. I'm. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, I don't need anything else. Kind of like you were saying earlier. Yeah, you know. I feel like, I mean... Just from a personal experience, I feel like I'm constantly needing to ask for like a change in my posture of my heart toward my child if she's giving me a hard time. And that doesn't just happen one time. It's like constant, you know, and it's like so every day, multiple times a day, I have to be like, okay, Does please she talk me. to my son? <laughs> hey, by the way, How that, did you know it was a she? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't get better because uh, my daughter's 20 and I still have to have that. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Laurie, great to have you joining us there. You know, it's interesting because you were talking about how we're continuing to grow in our understanding of faith. Because even you, uh, and even Pastor Scott continues to grow in our faith. Despite my age. That's because he's the oldest. <laughs> uh, but even Pastor Scott continues to grow uh, and, and mature in his faith. Well, even I though grew, he's been at it the longest. Yeah, I grew over Christmas, too. But, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't... Mature, yeah. faith, faith spiritually, yes, that's oh, what you're afraid. Waste. <laughs> you were just eating those uh, spiritual cookies. Oh, baby. I, I was just telling my wife the other night, um, yes, I, I have a milestone birthday coming up. It's hard to believe. But I said, it's amazing how much I continue to learn. Mm-hmm. And if, if I only would have known some of these things a while ago, and I, I try to convince my son, you know, if you'd just... You could leap ahead a few decades if you'd listen to dear old dad, but it isn't working. It's not going to happen. No. (laughs) No, They just don't. 
What's mm-hmm. Lori saying there? Uh, well, Lynn said, isn't Berlin. going back to the basics uh, solidifying and strengthening our faith? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I missed yeah. the comment above that. Uh, well, and, and I think it was at the end of the 10 o'clock service, uh, you know, we, we usually give a, a, um, a good a last statement, if you will. And I said something to the effect, because I can't remember exact words, but basically, you know, so how do you connect with Jesus? How do you do that? And I said, you just say, Lord, I need you in my life today. Yeah. It isn't, it's a basic kind of thing. It's a conversation. And I think having that kind of a prayer and that kind of a prayerful attitude is what we can do on a daily basis mm-hmm. to stay connected to him, remembering who he is. Um, how he loves us, uh, how he wants to give you grace and forgiveness each and every day. Thank Hope. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> well, and I, w- I was thinking about it too because I think, um, and we lost one of our dear old members of our congregation just yesterday, mm-hmm. Ray Rainey. And um, yeah. Pastor Don, I know, has been over to see him, and I was over there Sunday after church. And, you know, one of the things that happens as life is coming to end is you get back to the basics too and part of what I whispered to Ray on on Sunday afternoon was you know Ray God loves you your sins have been forgiven by Christ you know I mean you know where you're going Mm -hmm. there's nothing to be afraid of and those are all very basic things but they're also what gives us hope and comfort uh, even in those very last hours of life Mm -hmm. yeah that's right and Ray died, I mean, he wasn't happy physically, but he was very emotionally and spiritually happy because yeah. he had the basics down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, just... Amy jumped on. Hi, Amy. Good to see you again. I saw Amy last night at Cards. So. One, one, I, I, I'm not going to read the writing, if you will, but there, if you want to Google it, it's called One Solitary Life. But I, I wanted to share that because... This Jesus who we worship, this Jesus who we have a relationship, this Jesus who is God, who died for us and rose again. Basically, in this reading, One Solitary Life, it's no other person has influenced the course of human history. Mm. And understandably so, because if Jesus is who we believe, God, mm-hmm. well, it would kind of he make should, sense. He should yeah, influence yeah. the course of human history like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that might be something you want to Google and just read uh, yeah. again. One, too. what was the name of it again? One Solitary Life. One Solitary Life. Let me see. It's attributed, it was for a long time said to be, uh, they didn't know who wrote it. I think it's James Allen is the name of the per- James Allen Francis mm-hmm. is who it is attributed to. Yeah. So... I'm kind of done with the basics. That's that's good. I mean, (laughs) for today, Christ, the belief in Christ and who Christ is, is really the foundational aspect of the Christian church. And so um, that's what you need. Well, because ours is the only faith where God (laughs) takes on human form and dies for us Mm -hmm. because of his love for us. And then thankfully, obviously, rose again and gives us victory over death even as he had victory over death love it that's where we have to start and and that's what makes us a new person in christ 
ready for the new sermon series starting this weekend. Starting fresh. Yep. So, uh, new Chris, beginning. Christy has a really good question. Uh-oh. Okay, Christy. Any pointers on what does God look like for when children ask? Because they see the representation of what God looks like as Jesus. Yep. Well, and you know what? Oprah. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening on the podcast, disregard that. <laughs> um, if we want to know what God is like. No, she says looks, looks like. Oh, looks like. Yeah, yes. not what he's like. Well, That's I, not a kid question. Uh, all right. What does uh, God look like does is God a, look a like? kid question. Uh, good luck with that, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. Remember, oh. what does God look like? What well, that's... I think Chrissy's asking from a, a physical, yes, and we're and Jim's implying more of a uh, behavioral mm-hmm. um, description. Like, if you want to know what Jesus or what God is like, behaviorally, emotionally, uh, you look at the life of Jesus. But he uh, looks like Morgan Freeman. He definitely looks like, <laughs> and sounds like him. Or too. George Burns, depending yeah. on how old you are. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you about that when we're done. Um, well, I, I guess I would argue I'm not sure. I don't think God necessarily yeah. has a physical form. So, Christy, when your children ask you that, um, I think what you have to say is that God looks a lot of different ways. And whatever way you're comfortable, whatever way your child would be comfortable, understanding God to look is probably mm-hmm. your best answer. Because right? yeah. God doesn't necessarily have just one way of looking. God yeah. could be a woman, God could be a man, he could be black, he could be white. And um, I don't, depending on the age of your child, how far you want to go into that uh, is up to you. But I think helping your child understand that God doesn't just have one particular look mm-hmm. um, would be one way of helping them understand that God's bigger than that. Yeah. And even, I think, I think kids are, uh, like, have a really good understanding that maybe we don't even give them credit for. I think you could start tying that into, you know, God, uh, as far as what he looks like physically, well, just start tying in what it looks like, you know, out in the world. Like, I'm going to see God when I see, you know, this person stops and helps this person. Or I'm going to, you know, like, in some of those actions of other people's other people and even ourselves is where I feel like we can start pointing to like, that's kind of what God looks like because he's in all of us. Well, and if God is love, so we would see him at any, work through love. Any loving action. Mm-hmm. And we might get really deep here, but I guess I would argue God the Father, I don't think we will ever see mm-hmm. until we're with him in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the person of Jesus, we get some idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he took on human flesh so we could relate to him. But Absolutely. Because God the Father would be very difficult to relate to. Oh, Lindsay was like, Lindsay's joining us. Hi, yeah. Lindsay. Good Welcome. to see you. In Florida, Lindsay. Yeah. Good to have you with she us. She liked what you said. Yes. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think we've tied our shoes. We've tied our shoes. We've got that part of it done. So join us next Wednesday. Um, we're going to be talking about new beginnings, something new in 22, and, and talk about some new beginnings Uh, that we can take in our faith. So we'd love to have you tune in as we go a little bit deeper with that. Great. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Great to have you with us. Those of you listening on the podcast as well, thanks for joining us. And you can go to our website, goodsamlv.com, to watch any of the sermons. You might want to watch online or to learn more about our church as well. And those of you watching on Facebook as well as online, we'd love it if you are willing to share 
um, your link to Good Sam with your friends and those of you that follow you as well. Amen. God bless, everyone. Have a great day.